today, I just thought it'd be kind of a great time to kind of promise and to get us to think about spiritual disciplines for the new year. I'm always kind of in some kind of focus like that, trying to think, how do we engage the Lord? How do we engage our community? Um, you know, I'm, it's, it's really, I, I love New Year's because New Year's, I mean, you hadn't really messed up much. Anybody feel like that? I mean, you hadn't really had an opportunity. I mean, some of you hadn't even been to work yet this year, okay? But hey, guess what? Tomorrow's coming and you can mess up the whole year. Okay, no, that's not very encouraging. But there's like four areas that I want us to look at today that I think will help 2020 be of greater clarity, a greater focus. I know one of the prayers I'm praying for uh, 2020 for my own life is great clarity and just big fruit, man, just that God would just do incredible things. Let me tell you, just over the last several weeks, you know, we've had, or over the last couple of months, we've had, I think, four baptisms. We've got two more scheduled in a, in a few weeks, and it's so cool now. The expectation of my youngest grandson, he's not even three years old yet, and he just got in, he flew in last night from Canada, and this morning he come running in, and his first word to pop, I thought it was, man, pop, I miss you, but he came in, and he, he just grabbed me, and he hugged me, and then he looked up at me, and said, pop, are there any baptisms today? <laughs> isn't, isn't that awesome? I mean, that's become the norm for him. He just thinks like, man, we're fixing to have baptism, you know, and I'm like, hey, I like that, man. So would y'all agree with Finn that we want to have baptisms in 2020, right? So that's going to be great, man. I, I love that. I hope we'll do that all his life. And he'll just go, man, my church, they're always baptizing people, man. And uh, although he's a little scared of that baptism thing, he's not sure about those people going underwater. Like, I don't know about that. That's, that's okay. So, you know, start. We're going to call it start today. Starting 2020 right. Sometimes we start well. Have you ever noticed? Sometimes we start poorly. I'm not going to ask, has anybody started a diet for 2020? People will start going back to the gym. When I used to, I, I'm an avid walker. I walk six days a week. I've been doing that for years. But back when I went to the gym all the time before a neck injury, I always hated January. Because in January, all these people came to the gym and they didn't know what they were doing. And the other thing is they came to the gym and they just made it crowded. I couldn't get a parking space. You couldn't get to a machine. But you know what I knew? I knew. I know. February's coming, and they ain't going to be there. They're going to fade out, man. They just, oh, man, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. Have you ever noticed about exercise? I find if you don't get up and do it the first thing, it is hard to do it. And here's what I, I do know. If you ever go home and you sit down, you're done. And the church said, I mean, that, man, that, that, that'll work. That'll work, man. So this morning we want to talk about some discipline, some things that maybe we could do uh, as we have an intentional new year maybe new beginnings. And so as I launch that, I'm thinking the very first thing here that's so important, I want you to write it in, start living wisely. Now maybe you already are a wise person and people think you're wise or you are wise and that's incredible. But you know, it could be that this year you're going to choose as an act of your will that God, I want to be wise this year. Lord, I, I want to be a person that people know that I've sought the Lord. They know that I've got wisdom. And uh, so it's just kind of essential that we begin to make that a go. So we're going to start with wisdom. The, the book of Proverbs is called the wisdom literature, and it's all about wisdom. So I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you have them, or turn on your devices, your phone or whatever, turn to Proverbs chapter four. Man, this is a great section. And I, and I just want to, I'm, I'm not going to make you stand again because you've already been standing, but I, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Listen to this, Proverbs chapter four, starting verse one through seven. I'm coming from the New Living Translation. My children, listen when your father corrects you. 
Pay attention and learn good judgment. Judgment, For I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions. For I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands, and you will live. Now look at verse 5. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Underline that in your Bible. Verse 7. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing that you and I can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Closing, let me go to verse 8. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Wisdom is just so important to us as followers of Jesus, as, as we pursue the heart of God, as we, as we get after it. And, and in that verse, I see that wisdom is woven all through the fabric of Scripture. It's not just in the book of Proverbs. It's in Psalms. It's in, it's in the Gospels. It's in the, it's in the Epistles. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. There's so many verses about wisdom, wisdom, get it, get after it. From Genesis to Revelation, everywhere in between, you see this wisdom, this knowledge that God wants us to have as children of God, as we walk in faith. And I love James, you know, I've I've talked through that book, but when he says, if any man, if any woman, if any boy, if any girl lacks wisdom, he should do what? One thing, ask, A-S-K, ask God and he will give generously. He will lavish it upon you and I without giving fault to those that request, that those that petition, those that ask him. So there it is, the first blank. I just get you to fill out today. Start living wisely. But I want you to fill in this. But wisdom always begins with humility. And the humility that you're going, you know what? I hadn't figured it out. You know, I might be a little prideful. Maybe I'm a lot prideful. God, I need to humble myself. God, ask us. He says, I oppose the proud, but I give grace to the humble. So you're a candidate for wisdom when you ask God, when you humble yourself before the throne of grace. I even find in this world, when you're humble with other people, and you ask people, say, you know, I notice that you're proficient. I notice that you're good in this area. You ask them. Somebody in your, in your area of expertise, don't you try to go to somebody that's a little wiser, somebody that's been in it a little bit longer than you, somebody that's had a, a good track record, and you ask them how to do something. I know as a pastor, I constantly study about how to communicate, how to be a better pastor, because I, you know, I, I can't even imagine. I'm not very good now, but if, if I didn't ask, if I didn't get coaching all the time. I remember when we were building a church. I, I never built a church before. And with God's grace and God's people, we built a church, and I had to cast vision, and, and, and we, we started growing the church, and then we had to buy property, and then we built the, this building, and then we uh, bought the second piece of property, and then we built the second building. And, I'm, and so right now, we've got this piece of real estate out here for sale, so we've been seeking wisdom about what's the best thing to do, and you seek wisdom in this. I, I, when we got ready to build the second building, I'd already done three building campaigns. I'm like, God, I don't know anything else. I mean, seminary did not prepare me for this. And I remember we met as a leadership team, and we, and we sat down as a board, as elders, and, and we sat down, and we sought God, and we said, I said, guys, we need a coach. We need a coach. I need somebody else. And we hired a consulting group, and they came here and helped us, and they, and they helped us strategically put a plan in order, and we built that second building. And you're saying, well, what's that got to do with me? Well, in your life, when you don't know what you're doing, you need to ask God always, number one. And number two, sometimes you need some coaches, and everybody said, yeah. 
I mean, sometimes you just need wise counsel. And the advice of many of others, you go after them instead of trying to operate in a vacuum because I find that didn't work very well. So he says, matter of fact, we start off small and it grows. In our neighborhood where we live, when I'm out walking, I've noticed I step on these things. They mess up my cadence sometimes, especially when I show you one here in a minute. I was walking several weeks ago and I stepped on this thing. Oh, that's an acorn. Look at the size of that thing. That will mess you up. And big old oak tree. And then I step on those a lot. Same thing, acorns. And, I, and you're saying, why do you bring these out? Because you know what? An acorn starts very small, doesn't it? And then eventually, what does it do? Well, if it makes it a lot of times, what happens? The squirrels get them. I went back that day. I'm always seeing these the other day. I say, hey, I'm, I'm wanting for an object lesson. I went back. I couldn't hardly find any. The squirrels had been eating them. And then I found this bad boy. And I said, I, I'm, I'm getting this one. I mean, look, look, at, look at the size of that thing. But then I found a bunch of these little smaller ones. You know, I, I guess they didn't want these little ones. But you know, they start small. And so the principle is you start small. You, you plant a tree. And, and you see those little oak trees that start so small. What happens? Right here on the drive, when you drive in. Have you ever noticed those oak trees that line the drive? Hello, you ever notice the trees out here? Like, y'all scaring me. Like, do y'all drive? Okay. All right. Well, I remember when we planted them. Donnie, remember Mr. Paul Butcher? Mr. Paul Butcher went out there and planted every one of those trees on the drive. And now, man, they're huge. I mean, he planted all the pine trees across the back. Matter of fact, all the big stuff right here, Mr. Paul Butcher planted. That man was a retired lieutenant colonel. And you know what his job was? He was retired. But he came out here 30 hours a week to volunteer. He had two chairs out here. He'd sit out here and have lunch with his wife. And he would come out here, and he would work in the yard every day. He loved his church. He loved us. He wanted to plant something for the future. And today, every time I go out there, and I look at those trees, I'm like, wow, man, these are awesome. They were kind of scrawny when he put them out. Went, man, that, that's kind of pitiful, Mr. Butcher. But today, man, they're beautiful. How many of you like trees? I like trees. If you don't, I don't even know if you're an American. I, I don't know. No, I mean, the trees are good. Anyway, so, so there's my acres. I just, I just want to show those things. So they start out small. So it starts so small. But, you know, here, here's the thing. You should have planted a tree. You ever, you ever been in a house and you go, I should have planted trees? Well, you see, you see, sometimes you should have planted a tree 25 years ago. But let me give you a principle. Write this down. This is, this is good. We want to live wisely. You should have done something 25 years ago. You know what the good news is about Jesus Christ and grace? But you didn't do it 25 years ago. You can begin today. You can plant today. Today's January the 5th, 2020. And you know what you're saying? I should have come to Christ 25 years ago. I should have started reading my Bible last year. I should have started witnessing. I should have started having a prayer life. I should have done something. You know what you can do? You can start when? Today. And you know what? 25 years from now, what will happen? Wow. You know, just automatically. I remember when I first came to Christ 42 years ago. Man, I admired all the Christian men that God had put in my life and how spiritually mature they were and how they had a grasp of God's Word. But you know what? It didn't happen over, overnight. They didn't lay their head on, the, on their pillow and osmosis took place. They had to get in the Word. They had to dig. They had to mine. You know what I'm finding now 42 years later? I'm a lot wiser than I was 42 years ago. I got a long, long way to go. And the church said, don't say it too loud. Think about your life. Who are you today? But here's the good thing. You might be here today. You might be there. 
Where are you going to be at the end of 2020? No, let's get a really crazy thought. Where are you going to be come 2030? Where are you going to be come 2040? Where are you going to be coming come 2050? 2050. In 2050, I'm going to be older than Zelda. You know, she's still going to be here leading the church. She's still going to be greeting at the front door. I believe that. I don't know about me. Okay, so here, here, I, I read it to you. In, in, in this Proverbs section, he says, listen, pay attention, learn. That's the right thing. So wisdom begins with humility. Look at the second one, just fill it in. Wisdom grows little by little. It's a little thing. It's little steps. And little steps make into direction. And direction means you run to a course. It means you have a destination. And I don't know where you are, but you just start where you are. I mean, I know there's things that, I, that I've still, man, I, I'm still setting goals for my life. There's still things I want to do. Man, I, you know, people are like, Pastor, how many more years you got? I don't know. I mean, I hope a bunch. I mean, it's something you know that you ain't telling me. I mean, man, I, I, I want to run a lot of years. I, my goal has never just been to go sit on the front porch and rock. You know what I'm saying? Man, I, I want to go for Jesus. I want to live my life. How many of you want to live for Christ all the days of your life? I mean, I have to change gears. It might be a little different than it is today, but you always want to live for him because it's the only thing that's going to last. So here, filling, being filled with God's wisdom. Let me just tell you this quick. I've told you before, but he says, this first thing is start living wisely. The thing I cannot explain to you enough, this book, God's Word, every day. Have an appetite, get in it, read it, let it read you, study it, it'll change your life. And here's the thing I've told you. Listen, the day is January 5th. In a few days, Tiffany and I are going to have a birthday, okay? <laughs> Isn't it funny? Little church like ours, we have the same birthday. That's just hilarious, and we, we love it. I'm a lot older than her. But anyway, here, here it is. But here's the thing. Proverbs, read Proverbs 5 today. Tomorrow, read Proverbs 6. Read a proverb a day. I know you're going to go, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. Didn't you know February is a short month? They don't have 31 days. Don't you know some months? I know, I know, I know. Believe me, I can add. Read all of it at the very end. Do a speed reading in the month. and then. But if whatever day corresponds, read that. Read a proverb every day and see if God doesn't begin to change it. That'd be a great goal for 2020. Read a proverb every single day. And God's church said, I want you, I'm, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this year. So how are you doing with the proverbs? God, I don't know. She's doing pretty good. No, not she's doing pretty good. How are you doing? Okay. I'm always amazed how many men go, she's doing great. Well, how are you doing? Because, you know, you're going to stand. All right, so ask God without doubting. Actively pursue wisdom is what, listen to Proverbs 2, 4, and 5 from the ESV. If you seek it, wisdom like silver, and search for it like a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. So wisdom grows little by little. The third point is wisdom blooms with maturity. And that's the goal of being a follower of Jesus that you mature in your faith, that you don't stay immature, you don't stay as a mere baby, you don't stay as an infant. Infants are cute. Infants are awesome. I love babies. Oh, man, I just, I love to kiss them. I love to snuggle with them. I just like all that. But you know what? Isn't there something great about when kids learn to get a little bigger and they get verbal skills? How many of you like kids having verbal skills and they can walk and they can go to the bathroom by themselves? without you having to change them how many uh, moms dads how many of you like that yeah, yeah i like that you know i mean it, you know you don't want them just always to stay little well we, as a as a child of god we want to grow 
we want to mature in our faith we want to run after christ and then the last thing i'll say about um the, well a couple of things here it blooms with maturity i want you to write down proverbs 13 2 write it down proverbs 13 2 i want you to hear this passage walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools you get in trouble let me read that again somebody needs to hear that walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools and you get in trouble the principle is position yourself around wise people corinthians the apostle paul says bad company corrupts good character so you know i mean you, you remember when you're going to school and your mom ever said this keith keith i don't want you running with so-and-so i don't want you hanging around them what are you talking about mom you you talk sassy mouth when you come home when you're around them you're not respectful you don't but you know what i always wondered i wonder if there was somebody says don't you go hang around keith don't be around keith and they probably did you know because i wasn't very wise i was just a little foolish burr-headed little boy running around you know what i'm saying so here to position yourself around wise people proverbs 12 15 write this down fools think their own way is right but the wise listen to others so there's a whole case there for beginning with humility start living wise and look at it. wisdom blooms with maturity but but filled in true wisdom is always rooted in jesus christ true wisdom is always it, it, it it's going to come up on the slide is it I, yeah is it not in there i guess he left it all anyway is it on your worship guys on my worship guy Okay, there you go. but wisdom is rooted in Jesus. Okay, so we want to follow after Christ. Let me give you a definition of wisdom, then we're going to move on. I've got a lot of definitions of, vis- of wisdom from a lot of reading, a lot of decades of study. But this is one of the best definitions that I found just this week, and I want to give it to you. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual condition we find ourselves. It's living with a skillful intent lord i want to be skillful i want to be mindful i want to be alert i want to be aware of who you are god i want your wisdom so we want to start living wisely you're saying well keith i'm already wise great continue you're saying well i'm not very wise then start this morning by uh, uh choosing god i want to do it now let's move to the next one and i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on that but i think it's important ready start are you ready it's a tough one so we're gonna we're gonna move kind of quick because uh, I get in trouble with it a lot. Maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. But I, I know I, I want to redeem the time as the Scripture commands you and I. But I want you to see it. Ready? Start. Oh, this pains me to say it. Oh, Lord, do I have to say it? Start managing my mouth. Whoa. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. But some of you need to start managing your mouth. And some of you are like, well, I'm doing a pretty good job. Well, that's great. You're having victory in that area of your life. Maybe you can help the rest of us. But here, God wants us to manage our mouth after him. He wants to guide. He wants to order our words. He wants to take those things that come out of us, that they're they're life-giving. This whole thing, I I, I just remember this one point I wanted to give you because I I, I forgot to give you on wisdom. Listen to this. I had to do this because I worked hard to get to this point, and I, and I forgot it. So let me back up just a minute. I want you to write down. I want you to write down Proverbs sixteen thirty one, and I want you to write PK by it. Okay, write down Proverbs sixteen thirty one. Listen to this. Are you ready? Now, I don't have a lot of it, but I have some. Gray hair is a crown of glory. 
it is gained by living a godly life. And the church said, Woo! Yeah. I look and say, man, who is that old geezer? It's my pastor. He's got gray hair. He ain't got much of it. He's got some. Like, you know, you know, I've been kind of doing this ball. I used to have this head full of hair. I got pictures in my office, and people come in like, who is that? It's me, fool. Anyway, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, I remember when I was uh, chaplaining a lot of football teams over the year, and I remember I used to be in this big arena, and my daughter would go to the game sometimes, and she looked down and she goes, there's my daddy down there. There's my daddy, Mama. She goes, how you know? She says, he got a donut on the back of his head. <laughs> so that's why I wear a cap when I'm not around here a whole bunch. You know what I'm saying? But wisdom, wisdom is gray hair. And some of you are like, praise the Lord, you know. And you're like, man, you bunch of old people. Okay, right, so anyway, right. the, the scripture we really teach, it could be a badge of honor when we walk with Christ. So, Lord, we want to follow you. But look at this point. Start managing my mouth. God, I want to I be rooted in Christ, but I want to manage my mouth. Lord, I, I read one thing. It says we spend one-fifth of our life talking. Turn to the person next to you and go, you spend more than one-fifth. That might not be a wise thing for you to say, Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, this, this study said in one year, your conversations will fill 66 books of 800 pages a book. If you're a man, you have, you speak an average of 20,000 words. I hesitated to read this next one. If you're a woman, you speak 30,000 words a day. Any of you women agree with that? Some of you do, some of you don't. But here, here's one of the greatest things. I, I remember reading this story and I got to share it today because man, I just, I just think this is great. There, there's this guy and he wanted to become a monk, so he had joined the monastery, and for three years he was on probation. He'd been given this probationary period, so uh, he was told that he was not to speak at all. During this time, you don't speak. But at the end of the year, at the end of each year, you get to say two words, and two words only. In the end of the first year, he finished. He had not spoken for a year. Here's his first two words. Bed hard. Okay. Second year, man, not spoken, but two words. Second year, two words, food cold. <laughs> at the end of the third year, he comes in. He looks at the, he looks at the head guy, and he says this. He goes, I quit. <laughs> and the priest says, what? 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 That doesn't surprise me. All you've done is complain since you've gotten here. I mean, you know, I'm thinking, man, the guy smoked six words, and he's not as a complainer. So here, here's what we want to do. We want to manage our mouth that we don't complain. Because I know it's, it's easy to be a naysayer. It's easy to complain. But, compl but have you ever noticed when people complain and they complain a lot? You ever notice this? You just kind of, or you turn around and they're gone. Have you ever been in a conversation and like you went to do something, you came back and everybody was gone? There's a reason. I'm telling you today, you came to church. That was free. That was a bonus. Let's, let's pass the plate again. That's worth some extra money for some of you, okay? But you're like, man, that's right, man. I, I complain too much. So, God, manage, manage our mouths. May they edify them. May they honor Jesus Christ. May they honor other people. May they encourage each other. Proverbs 16, 24, write it down. Like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. That's what pleasant words are. God, that's what I pray. Would you give Christ community pleasant words? in 2020 let us speak edifying encouraging words to one another this year in the name of christ amen god so we have a choice when we speak we can we can build up or we can tear people down you only got two choices build up tear down and so many of you are so good about building up people continue 
And you say, well, but sometimes I'm, I'm getting the other. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I do it. So God, rearrange that. Lord, we, we want to pray that you would give us an awareness, a consciousness this year of the words we speak. You know, when I slow down long enough to think about, Lord, what words did I speak yesterday? Lord, what words did I speak in that group setting? In that conversation, were my words pleasing in your sight? Were the meditations of my heart acceptable unto you? So we all get a choice here, like, God, this is what I choose. God, this is what I want. But so somebody once said this, taste your words before you spit them out. Mm, that's a pretty wise person. Lord, we, we want to have words that will bring honor and that people would want to receive that uh, Psalm 19, 14, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. O Lord, my strength, says one translation. Lord, we, we want to honor you. We want to surrender our right to complain. We want to speak words that edify, that encourage, that inspire, that motivate, that lift up. I mean, I don't know about you. I love being around people that are so encouraging. I mean, this morning I was praying. I, I pray for pastors on every Sunday morning. I, I've been telling you, I've been doing that for years. And this morning I was just praying for a bunch of pastors. And I, I decided to send a bunch of text out this morning to pastors. Just sent them a few words of encouragement. And it was amazing. I, I, I got a couple prayer requests back out of that. I got some other things that came forward. I just figured, man, it was a good way for people that do what I do. We just wanted to encourage one another. So let me think about this. You're in school. What if you just started encouraging people? You in your workplace, what if you just said, you know what, I'm the person that I want to encourage the people in my office. I want to be life-giving. I want to be a fountain this year in my area, in my profession. Man, people will be drawn to you. To me, I think it's an attractive witness for Christ. God, we want to be witnesses for you. So let's, let's keep moving here because I think this is so powerful. The bottom word, look, bottom line, look at it. My words reveal my heart. Your words and my words, they really reveal. You know, though, uh, though Baptist preacher said one time, I, I love what he said. What's down in the well comes up in the bucket. What's in the well comes up in the bucket. Okay? And I don't know what's in your well. If there's sourness, if there's bad attitudes, if there's bad words, if there's bad thoughts, man, that comes out. But if there's the life-giving spirit of the risen Christ in you and you seek him and you seek wisdom, that comes forth. And God, that's what we want. So Lord, we want our words uh, to bear fruit. We want to, and uh, I, I just give you this passage. It's uh, uh, Luke 6, 43 through 45. Just write down, Luke 6, 43 through 45. And he talks there about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, that's what, you know, that's what worship, you know, that's what ministry is. It's really an overflow of what's happening in here. God, I want to, I want to overflow to touch other people, but that overflow I want it to be from you. Uh, sometimes they, they get some other stuff and they, they don't need any of that. So Lord, that's what we want to do. We, we want our, we want our conversations, our tongues to be pleasing. Now let's move to the next one quickly. The third one, start growing spiritually. All this is about a spiritual pursuit of our heavenly father. If you're growing, great. If you're not, start growing. Choose to begin to grow. It all begins with a fear of the Lord. And when you hear the word fear, a lot of people mean, oh, fear. I'm scared. I'm going to crawl under the table. God might zap me. I think you got the wrong idea of fear. Fear is all reverence for the Holy Lord. 
Uh, Proverbs 19.23, fear the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. Proverbs 14.27, the fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. God, we want to fear you. We want to reverence you. We want to be in awe. We want to be inspired by your holiness. God, we want to run after you. We want to know you. We want to be invigorated by your spirit, by your presence. God, we want your spirit to comfort us that we might comfort others. You know, that's the Apostle Paul talks about the ministry of comfort. That comfort that we have received, we might share with others. I'm speaking a word prophetically right now. I don't know who we're going to need to comfort this year in this fellowship. There will be people in this fellowship this year that need comfort that only we can give. So let's make sure we're drinking of the fountain of life and we're running after the Lord. Uh, Proverbs 28, 14. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Don't grow hard. Don't grow callous. Don't grow cold. Stay tender. Stay uh, pliable. To the things of the holy spirit god work in my heart let me live in awe lord here, here's what i learned about living in the fear of the lord living in awe it reduces inflammation this is what some scientific study says it uh it it negates depression or it drives down the depression level and uh and, and one of the things i've noticed have you ever noticed this creation we have a creator our god our redeemer our sustainer the lord god but have you ever noticed in creation, you get inspired, you, you take a vacation, you travel, you, you, you see these majestic sights, and you're just inspired. It's just like, God, you are so wonderful. In the mornings when I walk, I'm, I'm inspired by the beauty of our God. And Lord, I don't want to ever lose that. Like, how many of you have ever, how many of you ever noticed these before? It's like, man, them are pests. I just step on them, I squash them. Man, it's in the way. Man, I was just, the other day, I was just out walking, and I was just thinking about how great God was to give shade, to give trees, to give beauty. And, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have kind of stumbled over them, especially when they're that big. I mean, that's kind of crazy, you know. But I'm like, God. And then I look at the water, and I just go, oh, God. And I look at the wildlife. The other morning, I was walking, I came up on this section, and I looked up, and there were four deer. Little white tails, they'd come in there, and they, they were standing there looking at me, and I was looking at them. And we just all froze. And see, I walk with my phone. I'm, uh, you know, usually I'm praying, I'm listening to worship, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm talking to God. Sometimes I take pictures, and a lot of times I tap my camera. And Dad Gummin, I, you know, yeah, I, I was like, man, and pew, gone. But I saw him. I, I'm sorry I don't have a picture for you. See, had, had I been a little faster with the trigger, you would have had a, you'd have been inspired this morning. Somebody would say, I'm going hunting, man. What are you walking at? You just want to kill everything you see. Man, okay, that's, you probably need to go to the doctor. I don't know. No, no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're hunting. That, that's good. But God, help us to run after you. Help us to be inspired. Uh, listen to Proverbs 28, 14. Blessed is the one who always trembles before God, but whoever hardens their heart falls into trouble, says one translation. Here it is. I want to say this. Get astonished by the grace of God. I remember... The first time I rode a really, really big roller coaster at Disney World. Woo! Man, I was screaming. I loved it. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. Loved it, loved it, loved it. 
You know, and you think about that first time you've done something. I, I want to be like that about God's creation. God, I'm just a big fan of your work, God. But let me give you the last one because we've got to get the body life and can't wait to see how you have discussion and study and reflection this morning. The last one. Start growing spiritual now. Start praying bold prayers. 2020, a new year on the horizon. God, help us to pray audacious, big, awesome life-giving, life possibilities. God, that we approach you with boldness. We come to the throne of grace humbly, but we come with boldness in our heart because of what Christ has done and is doing in us. And we believe you, Lord. We pray with a fearless confidence. We, Lord, we think you are so great. We think your attributes are overwhelming. Lord, we meditate on your beauty. And Lord, we come and we want to pray, believing God, by faith, you're going to answer some big prayers. Guys, I've got some huge petitions. I've got some big prayers that i want to see answered in 2020 how about you that's pitiful how about you do you have any big requests for 2020 at the end of 2019 i won't share it yet maybe i'll share it in weeks to come if i get permission one of my big petitions got answered and i was grateful to god and another one got answered. And I'm thinking about all the ones I'm praying for 2020. Hey, let me just give you one right now. I want you to put it down. I'm praying for God to grow and give me a staff in 2020 and to give me some real help that we can get stronger as a church and can move out. And the church said, I want you to pray that with me. It's going to take finances and giving and wisdom and seeking out. I've been asking God to just stir the waters of baptism. I've been crying out, and God's been doing that. And I'm just asking God more of that, more fruit. I've been asking God for greater discipleship initiatives in 2020, and he's showing me some things. I've been asking God for, I used to pray in this sanctuary back when this place was just packed, standing room only, and I'd go, God, give me the nations. I'm beginning to ask God to give me the nations again. I'm believing that you're going to go with me, and we're going to win the world of Christ. And the church said, and some of you need to be going with me. In 2020, I'm going to ask you to go, and we're going to carry the gospel, and this church believes in it. You're like, wow, Pastor, man, what are you drinking this morning? Do you have a cappuccino before you came in here? I did not. I just got filled with the Spirit. And there's many other prayers I've got, and I'll share some other with you later. But you know what? I'm just curious. Maybe today in your small group, why don't you share? Do, I, do you have a bold prayer? Do you have some bold prayers? You know, some people are here praying that they might get pregnant in 2020. Wow, that's a great big prayer. Some of you are praying you're going to get a new job. Man, that's a great one. Some of you are going to pray you'll get a mate. That is a big prayer. Some of you, some of you are praying, oh, you know, some of you are praying you're going to get healed this year. Praise God. And the church said, yeah, man, I, I don't know what it is you're praying. Listen to this. This is Psalm 102. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry for help come to thee. Do not hide thy face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. This guy was running to the Lord almost <laughs> arrogant, but so full of confidence. Lord, I demand, Lord, I want you to give ear to my supplications. Great is your faithfulness and your righteousness, but God, listen to me. Guys, let's, let's approach the Lord this year with newfound confidence in him, and he can do the impossible, that he can part the rivers, that he, man, he can just do all. How many believe with God all things are possible? I do. I believe 2020, I've been, I've, I've been believing God for breakthrough for a while now, and I've been seeing some evidences of it, but I want to see a lot more evidences. 
I want y'all to be living this year in great favor of the Lord. I, I do. I want to see God prosper you. I want to see God bless you. I want to see all those things. But at the end of the day, I want to see you become more like Jesus Christ and that our church becomes a greater catalytic witness for Christ and our borders expand. How many of you want to see, guys, you, you got to remember, I've been preaching here from day one. And I preached in this room multiple services. I preached in this room, standing room only. Very, very humbling, the sweet, sweet fellowship that I serve. It is a joy. But guys, there's so much more in my heart, I pray there is in yours. I want to see our community in Christ. I'm seeing Christ not impacting our culture like he once did, but I think it can start in us praying audacious, bold prayers, and that together we can do more. Because as my wife put on a card yesterday, the best is yet to come. How many believe that today? Well, about half of you. I, I, I think I, I think, all right, let me ask that question. How many believe the best is yet to come? Amen. Amen. Let's work together. Hey, has anybody been inspired today? I notice y'all don't, nobody sits close to me. I do spit a lot, and I saw, I saw spit bubbles flying. Donna took me. I had my shots this year. I'm all good. I'm all up to date. It's all good. All right, let's pray. And then you're going to break into your small groups. And I know, somebody tell me sometimes, Pastor, I don't like it. I don't like it. I know, I know. But man, for me, trust the Lord in this. I'm just telling you, as a pastor of this church, I've watched some sweet fellowship. I've watched some sweet conversations break out. I've seen some people get to know each other because of our body life experience. It won't be painful, and it'll be short. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, we need you. We pray that we would start 2020 with a greater devotion to Jesus and we would pursue you with all our heart, that, Lord, we would pursue wisdom. Lord, that we would manage our mouths. We'd let your Holy Spirit manage. Lord, that we would choose to grow spiritually. And yes, God, I pray that we would start praying those big, bold, life-changing prayers in the name of Christ. Amen.